Welcome to the Strange Films Podcast, a place for filmmakers, actors, and other creatives. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Strange Films Podcast. My name is August Aguilar. I'm the director of Strange Films, and if you're a fan of the show, thank you so much for being here, listening, checking out all the creators over the 42 episodes we're in deep now. And uh, I just appreciate you showing all the love for Strange Films. Thank you. But if you're new to the show, we're going to be doing something a little different for this episode. Uh, like I said, normally I produce uh, interviews and sh spotlights for other filmmakers and actors, creatives, musicians, podcasters, everything else in between. And uh, just kind of get them a chance to or give us a chance to get to know them. You guys get a chance to know them and for them to promote themselves. And it's been very cool. It's been very inspiring. Um, met a lot of great people through it. People from all around the world. London, Scotland, uh, UK in general, uh, over uh, all on the West Coast, LA, up north, Philadelphia, uh, Rhode Island, things like that, here local, of course. And uh, yeah, it's been great. And we try to bring a lot of value on the show as well, which is, you know, just kind of sharing perspectives, uh, the ups and downs about filmmaking and things like that, you know, the struggles on it, and uh, just try to bring some advice and value to it. So if you've gotten any that, anything like that, then I hope. Uh, that's great. I hope you guys enjoy it. And I know for me, it's very inspiring. I've been learning a lot from these uh, creators. So it's been great. The interviews are not going away, but I've been wanting to do some new changes and implement some new things on the podcast for a long time now. So uh, I'm a big fan of like casual podcasting. I do that with uh, my other show and, you know, when I guest on other people's podcasts. And I just kind of want to do something more along the lines of that on here. So for this episode, I'm giving you a big sample of something uh or, or one of these new ideas uh which is a conversation with me and my good friend Blake Hall he's a filmmaker he's getting ready to uh finish his new film feature film Fallacy which I'm very excited to see he was also a guest on the show early one of the earliest episodes he has the highest ranking listeners for that episode so good job Blake and um me and him have a conversation about kind of like the real struggles the anxieties and depression of filmmaking in general. Um, a lot of the excitement and the, the good stuff about it as well, but we really just kind of get in that nitty-gritty part where we kind of ask just that burning question of, like, why we have to do this? You know, why is that urge there that we need to do this? Um, so it's a really cool conversation. I enjoyed it. Uh, these are going to be, like, a lot of the themes that we want to do, not just, like, the the you know anxiety part about it but a lot of fun stuff a lot of specific things about filmmaking and you know what you can do next or whatever just topics about filmmaking in general you know movie reviews i want to do that uh showcase or uh breaking down like director's filmographies uh comment more commentaries and just just things like that i've got a whole whiteboard full of ideas for it um but and the only reason i'm giving you a sample of all this because uh and not the full episode is because i it was kind of like a a trial run I wanted to see how it goes and I think for the most part it went really well but there's some parts about it that I wasn't too fond of as far as quality goes and I just want to make sure that I'm giving you guys the best quality uh, as I possibly can um, we also recorded a commentary for my first film there's something down the road which was pretty good and we enjoyed that there's a lot of laughs on there um, but that episode is strictly for Patreon right now, but I'm going to give you some samples of that episode as well, some clips from it on here. And the full episode of us with that full conversation is on Patreon as well. So if you don't know, we have a Patreon. You can sign up for like a dollar a month. It helps support the show. We can create more content with and everything. Uh, there's been a few uh, subscribers on there, so I really do appreciate you guys listening and supporting the show. Um, but you guys get all these episodes like a day early which is nice and you're going to get bonus episodes um every week when we have a conversation over here it's going to be for you guys on the public and then there's going to be another bonus episode that we're going to record that goes to patreon um and as our episodes keep growing and our ideas keep coming to the table we're going to have more both those ideas kind of going straight for you know the the public podcast and the patreon podcast wow however you ever need to say it either way uh we've been meaning to grow the patreon for a while now so that's kind of what we're doing um but i'm gonna give you a, a really really good amount of clips from the show um i thought overall it, was, it, it went really well and i'm excited to have more conversations like this with blake uh with other co-hosts um 
you know, from the Strange Films family or whoever. And I think it's going to be really a really fun and cool thing that we're going to do. And we're going to just kind of go back and forth between interviews with creators um, and this kind of format as well. And if you guys have any other ideas that you want to see on the show, you can always let me know. You can reach out. Not hard to find on social media, Strange Films or my name, August Aguilar, or you can send us an email, uh, leave us a comment, what you think about it, and everything else in between. So with that said, why don't we just jump into it and hear what I'm talking about, and uh, that's that. All right, enjoy it. Blake Hall, ladies and gentlemen. How's it going, everybody? Blake, you know you have the uh, number one hit on the show so that's far. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool to know. <laughs> As of uh, if we post this, we're 40 episodes in, and we've had a lot of amazing guests, Dang. and you have held that title awesome. since well, the beginning. Cool, man. I, that's an honor, man. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, I thought it was really cool. I mean, you, you and I, well, your, our conversation, I felt like, on that episode was really great because we kind of dived we dove deep into a lot of psychological, you know, philosophical, psychological stuff yeah. with filmmaking, especially, you know, with what you've got going on with fallacy and everything. Exactly, and, dude, yeah. and uh, anyways, uh, just kind of let the audience here know that one of these changes I'm trying to implement into the show is that we want to kind of give you the opportunity to get to know myself, uh, you know, Blake here, you know, people involved with strange films a little bit more like, you can really get to know us and kind of the behind the scenes of what we're up to and the the ups and the downs and the 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 highs and the lows and the anxieties, the stress, the depression, the, yeah, the really lows, exciting yeah. moments, all these different it's things. A, it's, you a, know? A, it's a wide range, you know. That's the, the process of being a filmmaker, having the dream of filmmaking really comes down to. It's just being able to embrace everything and just keep on keeping on, you know, in the end. Yeah, no, it's and I think that applies to pretty much anything in life. I mean, yeah. you kind of have to have, like, this mentality of I'm going to go for it um, no matter how hard it is and things like that. And, um, you know, I've never really had that. Well, I, I have with a lot of little things in my life, but with filmmaking and strange films especially, that's kind of just where – yeah, you just kind of ask yourself that question: Is this is this it or not? I mean, like because yeah. uh, I put everything on the line for it now, you know. Yeah, like you're saying, yeah, dude. I mean, you have a quite amazing, impressive filmography, you know. And we were kind of saying how it's like now you're getting a lot more attention, and I really feel like I just hope people are seeing all of your films because I mean they're all great. You were already onto this stuff in 2016 that you're doing now. It's just like you're just further and further evolving yourself. Well, I appreciate that, and. You know, and, and and I feel like this is a great opportunity doing this kind of format along with the interviews that I've been doing. We can really get in the nitty gritty stuff of that, and yeah. I mean many other things. I mean, there's so much things we can, so many things we can talk about. Not only with like our own perspective and uh, experiences with filmmaking, but you know, just like general topics and conversations about filmmaking Definitely. and things like that. I feel like we have me and you are really good about approaching these kind of subjects and kind of getting in and out of yeah you know this the, the the thought process of that and yeah. the experiences behind that and and kind of even like having that i love having that little bit of spark of um excuse me that um that childlike naivety you know there's it's naivete like, to it because that's the thing i think i've learned in my time that like being a film director there is a sense of naivete to the idea because it's almost like being an intense streamer in itself you know? and it, it's and, like yeah and it's like that's what i've had to find in myself it's like making this film feature film fallacy, you know, and I mean, I get to know you guys. It's like, I think it's like really honed in. It's like, okay, I want that naivete to be particular. You know, I want it to, I want it to be root. I want it to just be a plant that grows into something. In right. Ways. Because when it always, when it always stays in that naive perspective forever, something about it doesn't feel like it's reaching the world as well as it could. You know, it doesn't feel as good in a certain kind of way. Sometimes I don't know why exactly. It's just kind of, something doesn't feel right about it. I'd rather, I'd rather be gritty, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like after all these years, I've still kind of have this like childlike dream yeah. and this mentality of like, you know, I have the I I can be this storyteller. I can be this person who can, you know, be different and things like that. And 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 just growing up, seeing like feeling inspired by watching things and reading things, and you know, taking all that stuff in. I still have that, like that, just that 
childlike spark in myself yeah, that just makes man. me feel like, yeah, it's your calling, you know? I can do this and I I can be part of this as well. Yeah, and that's part of your enthusiasm. Yeah, you know? I think so, enthusiasm is rooted in like a lot of like the, the way you respond when you're watching films because I think, and I, and I think it took me a lot of age to process. I'm like, okay, I think some people just might have um, just a lot of love for the films they're watching, you know, and I think we are both like that. Like, I think when you watch the film, like you, you were clearly stirred up when you're, and that's like, and I think I kind of have the same basis. It's just like, I get this stir of that. It feels like nothing else to me. And I'm like, it, and I go as far for myself as like, okay, this is making me, I, I have to do something about this, you know? And I think when I was watching a lot of the, my, these classic films, even as a kid, it's like, it's the same feeling now, basically, is what it feels like to me. You know, I just see it. And I'm like, okay, I still want to do exactly what I did back then. Now I, I can do it, you know. Now I'm capable. And I'm only, you can only be, be wiser of a storyteller, have a wiser perspective that can, yeah, just create something original. Really, when it comes down to doing this kind of format now, adding to the show, and having someone like Blake is because I've known Blake for years now and I feel like he's gotten to know me so well that he kind of understands me and my yeah, way of thinking and, and maybe at the same time, like you said, mystified. I mean, that's to what I was it. telling him earlier. It's like, I think we became like really close buddies like for a couple of years. We hung out like a lot, did a lot of stuff together, a lot of work and a lot of hanging out. But then I think a certain point kind of came. I think it was the Philly trip watching the film Center City 2 that did it. I'm like, dude, you were like a beast of a filmmaker and artist, dude. So I'm like literally to a point where I needed to reel back and kind of catch up on some naivete I have that's different from you, your perspective. I'm like, you're a guy that can get out there and gun it, man. I really didn't know what that was going to feel like until I was there, you know, in a lot of ways. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. And, that, and that's what I loved about, about that so much. Because I watched Center City 2 and I'm like, that atmosphere you captured is the exact same way I felt when I was there with you. And I am amazed you could, you could capture that. Totally wow. Effort. That's yeah. really impressive. Cause I felt something significant when I was there. I didn't know what to call it. And so you told me it was anxious and I, that got me mm. thinking like, okay, so that that's the tone I need for my films basically. But I need some time to kind of acquire that. Like my take, just hone my anxiety into my art and then don't be anxious anymore as a person. Yeah, that's my goal. Yeah. Well, anxiety plays into my films pretty heavily i feel like because yeah. i'm very anxious i'm a very anxious person mm -hmm. i mean like i i've always been an anxious guy and i've always been really emotional and things like that so i feel like naturally it kind of plays and in, bleeds into my films yeah, and my I mean, work but at the same time somehow that so, anxious energy turns into a cinematic yeah. enter entertainment exactly you know? it's entertaining dude i mean i think like like, film like taxi driver is anxious you know like, all these films are very anxious in spirit and i think that's that's what drives a lot of the yeah of it. it's like it's fascinating and original yeah and i just i feel like i kind of realize oh this is where like I'll, I'll never forget watching Uncut Gems. Oh man, it was crazy. <laughs> I know. I never forget watching Uncut Gems, and I wrote Pandora, Pandora right after that. Oh, yeah, that's pretty aesthetically a little similar. Yeah. Well, only because I wanted it to be like I wanted the audience and the character to go through like this non-stop momentum that's what uncut gems and pandora they're both like adrenaline rushes yeah the whole way through and if you if you look at pandora obviously it's not quite as you know <laughs> crazy as uncut gems but it, it you if you watch pandora the main character josh holly played the saint he his character goes through like pretty much getting tossed around with all these different characters all the way up until the end even until his like death at the end so it's kind of just like this, like, I just realized kind of later, I guess a few years into my filmmaking career that I was like, oh yeah, anxiety and these stressful emotions that I'm feeling and this, um, you know, things that I feel like if I'm in a dark place, I can kind of apply that into my writing and apply that into a way where I can make my characters go and experience and hear and listen and do things yeah. that are crazy and which makes obviously the film a little bit more entertaining so literally dude yeah, yeah. and like you said too as far as like anxious things like I, I mean you told me that like something you're guided by is often trying to portray something you would never want to do almost you know, in a, in yeah a, in i like to say that i want to write things that are um that i would never normally hear or say in the real world yeah which is an amazing foundation i think i subconsciously that took a lot of influence for what I'm doing in Fallacy. It's like, yeah, just a lot of that, really. We're uh, we're two filmmakers here, and again, if you if you didn't know, Blake Hall here is a filmmaker. He um, he made a film called Cadence yep. a few years ago. He's in the middle of uh, getting ready to wrap up his new film yep. called Fallacy. Yeah, just got a few more scenes, and yeah, I'm gonna edit it, and then I'm trying to. I'm aiming to release it by late October. Yeah, the, you can check it. out 
the Blake Hall episode on this podcast. Uh, we talk a lot about it, and probably I, I haven't listened to it in a while. There's probably all either. kinds of stuff on it. I know, there's all, and that's the thing. I'm, yeah. My mind's always shifting because this is my first feature-length film, so I think literally a lot of this. I'm taking a few years because literally I'm sorting through a lot of naivete, as a lot of directors do in their in their like their 20s in general. And I mean, I'm 30 now, so I think I think I'm kind of catching up. I think on the final spades of like, dude, I need to just cram in a lot of film knowledge, just be my own teacher intensely. And then whenever I kind of get into the directing platform, all that influence just kind of soaps out like a sponge. You know, that's the, that's the way it, it kind of is working for me. And yeah, I think a lot of my director, favorite directors would say, well, that's how well we're doing. So you wanted to be a filmmaker. When would you? When did you, th- I guess, when did you realize you wanted to be a filmmaker? Oh, man. Honestly, here's the thing. I think I had this buzz and desire since I was about eight years old. But I always juxtapated so much because it, it, it really is like... It feels perfect to myself, but I think I was always very socially awkward about it. You know, I think, okay, I don't have anything to prove myself with. I think that sort of like made my confidence like, okay, funny. And I, so I, I think I've, and I just, I always made like a lot of home videos. I always made like minor stuff, but I just never really, I don't know why now. Cause I think it's cause I didn't really get like the, the full school, op- um, the school opportunity. I kind of just self-taught, but eventually I think meeting you was a huge key for this. And I think it just finally got all these ideas and thoughts I've been building up since I was about eight years old of just like, okay, I can actually do this holy hell, I want to do this. This is all I want to do now. So mm-hmm. it's like just this dream kind of kicked in of like, that's when I made Cadence. It's like, you know, I took all the influence that you kind of laid on me and as well as all my favorite film and directors have always done and just just wear it right out. And from there, it's just kind of like, okay, now, okay, I've laid it out. So now this needs to be feature length and this just needs to kind of evolve into a personalized voice. And now it's like, Again, sorting out a lot of that own naivete just makes this like a really personal, it feels like a very personal kind of project because I'm literally just kind of going off of thoughts I had growing up and just trying to get all that stream of thoughts and realizing, okay, wow, this is just like other directors are doing, basically. And it kind of looks like very different than it does in your head, basically. Right. Yeah. Who would you say your top, your favorite directors are? Oh, it's dude. Yeah, it goes over the map right now. David Lynch and Neymar Burton. If you had five, top five. Top five. Let's talk. Let's, right, I mean, and, and even. Doesn't have to be in any particular order. Okay. Just if you had five favorite directors: David Lynch, Stanley Kubrick, Paul Thomas Anderson, Ingmar Bergman, Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Damn! All Dude, right, that's I'm obsessed good. with those. That's all good. Those. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, man. <laughs> I I revisited. Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Oh, nice! How did you have that one hold up for you? Oh, dude, it's a it's like uh, it, yeah. beautiful, dude. It is. It's, what an amazing movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I still Johnny Depp in that. Well, no, no, no. Oh, sorry. Uh, Willy Wonka. That's the one I prefer. No, yeah, yeah, yeah Willy Wonka. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry guys, I know people are like, "What the fuck?" No, no, not the not the Johnny Depp version, the original. Yeah, that's that's the pornographer. I got slightly guilty pleasure. It's not. A I've had thing. I've had like three happy dads now. <laughs> uh, no, but no, the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the yeah. original one. Um, no, that one is a masterpiece. Yeah, I watched that so much as a kid. That was one of my biggest influences. It's kind of like a horror movie in it the is, middle dude. of it. It's like a family horror movie. Yeah, because I mean, like, dude, the thing is. Like, since, uh, I guess spoilers if you haven't seen it, but I mean, you don't really see where the fate of anyone gets exactly. No, so really not at all. Gene Wilder is wild in it too, <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I, I read a I read a thing where he was like he improv that whole limp thing in the middle, like in in the opening where they're like, uh, or when they're getting to the factory and he comes out and he's like oh, on yeah, a cane yeah. and he's like he's walking slowly and then he does like a somersault and he's like ah yeah. you know i heard that he improv that wow. or i read that you know that's yeah. crazy man yeah <laughs> but yeah that's cool man no, I, I think that's awesome because i mean that's honestly like the foundation that's like it on it's almost like a silent weapon of where we're connecting it's like we both have this perception of, of, of film that's really strong and powerful and it's almost i kind of it, it always comes back in a certain yeah. way well, yeah, I mean, because even as I got older, it's like watching movies was like, it just felt like it was like it connected to me in a way where it's like I felt safe and I felt like it is a safe, inspired yeah. or I felt, you know, it's like that thing I, I, I always... could relate. Like if I could show this movie to somebody and feel like they loved it as much as I do, we would be like best friends it's or family, device, you know, yeah, it was yeah. almost like that. And I feel like that's what. The spark of it all kind of comes down to where you feel like when you get something out of a movie or entertainment or art, whatever it is, and you feel like it just embodies the fibers of your being. Yep. That's where I feel like it starts to kind of blend into your day to day life. Where, and it doesn't have to be a filmmaker, but you can be just a collector or whatever you are, you know, just like, but you can have like that, that kind of feeling where it's like, yeah, this is. This is my safe zone. This is my feelings. This yep. is 
this is where I want to be at. Yeah. And movies have been like that. I I mean, like, cause I'll, I'll get so stressed out, like and exhausted that I just need to like watch a movie. Yeah. That's literally what I want. I just watched evil dead rise. Oh yeah, dude. How, how'd you think of that? I loved it. Nice. Loved it. Dude, I love the original. I love it. Uh, yeah. I love the original. I, I honestly, as far as remakes goes, the 2013 remake is my favorite. I, I went over the So top. it's so gnarly. It. It's so freaking. Yeah. It's one of the bloodiest. Films yeah. It's, it's fucking wild. But, um, even the rise was really good. I had a lot of fun with it, but even like I was leading up to that, I've been I needed to watch a movie so bad because I knew it, and I just couldn't get the time to watch a movie. Yeah. And I was getting like pissed. I was mm. getting like stressed. I was like, I just need to watch a movie, dude. I'll tell you, man. And I and that was the one movie I just wanted to watch because yeah. it was on streaming. Now I was like, I. I've been wanting to watch Evil Dead Rise for like four fucking weeks, <laughs> and I finally just watched it like two nights ago. Like oh, you know, man. even in the middle, of, I watched it like twelve o'clock at night. I was just like, and that's <laughs> late for me. But I'm yeah. like, yeah, like let's just watch this dude, because that's yeah. just like I just need to have that in my soul, dude. You know? Literally, it's like it does something. Yeah, no, because I feel like that's something I think about a lot. It's like growing up. Think of the contrast of like, dude, seriously, when like, and I think that's when I realized with age, and it's almost like I didn't really get it until I was like my mid twenties. But it's like. Sometimes I would watch a movie and I would just think about it for weeks and weeks. It's like every day and every moment. It's like when I'm in school, all I'm thinking about is how bad I want to go home and just rewatch scenes. Like literally just like read the screenplay and really absorb everything about this movie. I don't know why, but now it's like, okay, I think that was literally like a sign of like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to want to feel this way while making a movie, literally. Yeah. You know, in a sense. So it's like I was just really inspired by that of like, yeah, hundred countless amount of films and just thinking about them all the time. And I'm just, I think that's going to just live with me forever. That, that always feels good to me. I don't ever get sick of that feeling. But why do we, as filmmakers, feel like we have to create these movies? Yeah, dude. I think that's what it comes that's down where, to. That's where I think There's that's where I'm. I think that's where I'm at right now. It's a mystique, man. That's the thing. I think the nature of our just love for film in itself. There's a lot of mystique about it. You know, because it's almost like I think another thing for me about film that's so important is like literally I feel like that was my main social device growing up. I feel like growing up I would have been a hundred times more socially awkward if films that weren't around in a weird kind of way. I think I learned how to talk and everything through film. So I think that's a part of it, the mystique of it for me. I think it almost, and I, and I know it sounds over the top, but it almost just feels like it's kind of just giving me something to live for in a weird kind of way. It's giving me something to be motivated by because I feel like it, it just seems like because I've been a film addict for a lot of my life, like, Everyone's got their thing that just motivates them. I mean, it's just nothing motivates, it makes me feel that spark of motivation more than just, just the nature of film, the idea of the buzz of film, really. Well, and that's what you said. I mean, you said it like, I mean, it gives you something to live for. I mean, honestly, like, that's that's the case. Yeah, man. That's the case. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the case. I mean, it's very, it's very real. It's very, like, mm -hmm. you know, my whole thing is that I never... Grow growing up, I never had like that idea. Like, oh, I want to be a doctor, Dang. or you know, a I was such a space you know, I never had up. like that like, I was, thing where I it's like I want to do this, like, like a, the big boy, you know, the real yeah, job stuff. Same. You know, I was never like even that. in college. Like, like I originally went to college, and then they were like, "Well, what do you want to major in?" And I was like, "I don't know." Yeah, I said, "I don't know." And they're like, "Well, you got to pick something." I was like, "Well, I'll be a." I want to do education because that's what my parents were. Yeah. And I was like, I guess I could see myself as a teacher. Uh, within the first, uh, I guess, year? No, two years, whatever. The first, you know, you do all your fucking regular classes at first. But once you start getting the core classes of your major, you know, I, I switched immediately because I took a mass communications class as my elective. And that's when I was like, oh, no, that's that's where i want to be affiliated with it was all like media and marketing and pr and and film and radio and television and stuff like that and i was like that's where i want to go so i switched to mass communications broadcasting radio tv film speech communication all that shit but either way it was like it you know even at getting out of that i worked in the news for a couple of years and getting out of that you know, I realized I didn't want to do that, but I was like, what do I even want to do? It's like, I was so fucking to like, yeah. I miss it. It's almost like a, it's almost like a torture understanding. Like, you know, you, it's like, where's my purpose in this world? Yeah, what am dude. I doing here? Yeah, no, really. And the only thing that I feel like that makes me feel safe and that I want to do and pursue and that I would put everything on the line for is to make a movie. Literally, dude. That's yeah. literally that's all I want to do. That's what it feels like, dude. Like I made up my mind and I, 
I'm, I'm past the point of return at this point. I'm like, juice. before I die, just strive to make at least 10 feature films. I'm like, I think to me that's fulfilling. I can live on that, that, that simple goal, really. I think that's inspiring. Thank you, man. Because I, I really do. You're like that. And, and if you pursue that goal and you stick with it, yeah, stick with your it life could be just just because the way the world, it could be all over the place. You yeah. don't even know. I'm you not even know. About, I'm not worried and about that's a, And it feels it's like just, you're just, just kind of like, let's just fucking do it. I don't yeah. care. And that's what I love about it. Damn. I'm the same way. I quit my corporate job because I was like, this is... Dude, something feels like a hole, man. It's, I'm it's, doing this because I don't even care but, what happens. I just need to yeah. do it. Don't you hate feeling trapped? It's like, I yeah. want to feel like I can just be a free bird and just... Yeah, I think part of it is just kind of feeling like you have something to say and just literally being able to say it. Because I think, abstractly, that's a lot of the feeling, too, like when I watch a lot of films. It's like, I think it's this feeling of like... That, and it, and it, like sometimes it's like it may seem kind of strange to put it like this, but it feels it's like this feeling of I could do that almost. It's a naive. Maybe that's what's all kind of naive about it. I think I watch a lot of this stuff in the interpretation of. I do the same thing. I watch something, especially like I try to watch it more now. It's like okay, that yeah. would be hard as hell, basically. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, obviously, when I look at like the Spielbergs or uh, Christopher Nolan's or yeah. you know these these James Cameron, yeah. you know these crazy films or whatever, like obviously yeah. these obvious. That's beyond my. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm like, uh, that's but these grounded crazy. films. Especially even stuff, stuff in the yeah. '80s, I'm like, I look at them, I'm like, I could, I could do that. Yeah, I look at indie filmmaking and think. Well, indie yeah. films, especially, you look at indie films, and now, and characters. what's so weird, cynical about the whole thing is, like, you watch indie films, you're like, you gotta get a little like judgmental about them, and yeah. it's not like trying to be in a negative way. No, it's no, just well, a matter of like, it's your taste, you know. This is what's gonna taste, come out of your artistically later on, and what you feel like you have to prove to the world. Yeah, if it doesn't align, it's, it's like, so yeah, strange. Gotta, it's so bizarre. Kinda, know your calling of like, okay, what what what's not aligning here? Because I mean, that's a thing that kind of comes up sometimes. That naive tone just really lives in those kind of that kind of stuff too. So it's yeah, like, and sometimes if I don't like make that call, I'll fall for too too much for the naivete. Where I'm like, no, like I don't want it to be that. I'm already naive of a person, so I don't want the tone to be that naive. Do you feel that we kind of put our own like like expectations on ourselves, Definitely. where where we're kind of just like so then we go I don't know, like yeah. because you don't even know what the process is going to look like and end yeah. up being at the end. You kind of don't. I so don't why are we so hell bent on doing it? You know, it's it, an in the moment it, thing. I don't know. It's like, because it's some, why does it feel this right to be pursuing it? You know, that can be a question. Yeah. I think whenever it feels this right, okay, then you're called for this. You know, it should be like, it's like, yeah, it's no accident you're feeling this kind of way, if that makes sense. Like, again, I remember like in. Like in Philly, I feel like when you were filming Center City 2 again, you had this tone. I think that that's what was like ahead of me because I think once you were out there doing it, I could tell in your head, I think because you mapped it out so intensely and you've been so hard on yourself about it, it felt pretty effortless to you because you were like, I think to me, like this is, it's almost a cake to be out here to do it because you thought it out so much, you know? And I think that's what kind of inspired me. It was almost ahead of me in a way because it's like, whoa, like you did, you were feeling calm as hell while, while, feel, while going through all that, you know? Because I kind of realized too when I made cadence and stuff, it's like, okay, I feel really calm and making policy. Like I feel shockingly calm once I'm there, but I think it's because so much anxiety was revolving around that moment and uncertainty. And like a lot of that, I don't know why the hell I'm doing this but mm -hmm. it, it kind of adds up once you're on that platform once you do it it's like oh that's why I want that you know right the spark of feeling like you've successfully made a great scene and made a great moment happen yeah the, the moments leading up to that is always like very tough though it is tough it's very tough to kind of get there and yeah it can be a lot of, yeah, a lot of and even like you know and it's funny because you say that but in my experience when I did it I hated every moment of it really oh wow well you and I went on the Philly trip to do Center City 2 the month before COVID shut everything yeah, down. Yeah, that was a different February world. of 2020. What a different time. Right? Wow. And we shot, I think, two scenes of Center City 2, which was the bar scene with, with like, it was, what, there's 18 people yeah, in there? There's like, you know, there's there. like the matter, yeah. all the all the main characters of Center City in there. And then we shot the car scene in the, on the streets and whatnot. Yeah. You know, so pretty yeah, much like, too, like oh, oh yeah, yeah. And Mr. Bolden. That was yeah, actually Mr. the best Bolden. scene we that shot. Was that was the best scene we that shot. That's actually part. my one of my favorite scenes I've ever shot that in my really my entire career. Yeah, that was just raw, <laughs> very raw, great. Um, you know, but I was so mad about the fact of I didn't have control of a lot of these circumstances as far as like the audio stuff goes. Oh, the yeah, the bar, you know, they said originally we had like six hours to shoot. We had two to get there. I mean, we had like yeah. two hours to shoot that whole thing. Yeah. I mean, everything yeah, was just shit, you know, from my end. 
and you're and you, you know you tell me like oh yeah you were gonna you know everything was but for me i i just i hated it i was like this sucks because i just got off the high of um the pandora shoot yeah which was very organized, yeah. very structured, very much more delegated as far as tasks and yeah. roles go. And it's not to say that, you know, that whole experience was something that scars me. You know, I'm like, oh, fuck that, fuck this. Because, like, I mean, obviously we watched Saturday, two, Saturday 2 now, and I'm like, yeah, I feel like I'm came out pretty exact, well. It, it came exactly out pretty like good. And yeah. that, that anxious energy helps me. I feel like kind of perform sometimes and, and whatnot, but it's just one of those things where, you know, I put myself in hell to do some of these things yeah. and sometimes the payoff doesn't come back. I mean, Saturday two is, is, is people are enjoying it, but yeah. we were talking about earlier before it's like, I'm kind of at this point now where people are paying attention to the films I'm making now and things I'm doing now, the podcast, yeah. whatever. But what about all the dozen music videos I did before yeah, and, and the dozen yeah. short films I did before yeah. that I spent a lot of time stressing and getting anxious about and and hating myself doing and all yeah. these you different can things. You for every project you have, there's a lot of anxiety living behind it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. There's a story behind every project. Yeah, literally, dude. That's and uh, that's where, that's where what and what about all those that people don't want to recognize or even, you know, because it's like I'll, I'll post, I'll repost like, an old thing they yeah. did and not one person will be like, huh. You yeah, know, like, that's what I'm afraid of. I, it's just I, interesting yeah. to kind of be in that zone right now. But a lot of anxiety can also be saying, it's almost like you need that feel in a way. It's hard to say in the moment. Sometimes it's like, that feeling can be horrible. But at the same time, it's like, I think when you're in that moment, you just don't, I almost like act as if you were going to look at it five years later and think, okay, I still would have done that rather than I wish I had done that. You know, I think it's always like in the moment, I just try to, the best of my recollection, okay, this is what I would always do. This is always the right thing to do, basically, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I definitely do think it helps the growth of you. I mean, I feel like all my projects have somehow helped me grow as a person, yeah. you know, help me like you're find something you know? Some, yeah. yeah something the experience anything something out of it yeah i figure something out but uh yeah you know so we're we're these people who have to feel like we have to do this it's a crawling we we go for it and we put ourselves through hell to do it and it's stress and anxiety and things like that you know so what is the bigger picture out of all that after it's all said and done yeah. what do you think what what do you think or feel like that it should if if you had it your way, how would it look like to everyone else? Oh man, if it were my way, I would just be to me. I mean, to me, just be like literally just a, its own carnival entirely. Like that's the thing. I think I'm trying to perceive this as if I'm like a carnival leader a little, like being a or like a pirate leader in a lot of ways. Like I think what I mean by that is Arr. Arr. <laughs> <laughs> it's goofy, but it's like it, it really is just like being a commander in some way. Yeah. Just, I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is basically I want to be able to create this stuff, and I just. I hope people can relate to it in a certain kind of way. I really hope people can watch this stuff and just really just feel excited or also get the same kind of creative inspiration for whatever it is they want to do. I just want to make other people feel stuff. I think that's really what it, the basis comes down to. Do you hope that uh, your films could be like a cult classic kind of thing? Yes, down I, the I'm room? hoping like, for that. Something yeah, like that. I'm, ho I'm aiming for something like that. I think I'm aiming for a cult more like... I'm speaking as like something of a weird uncle kind of dude, as opposed to like a Steven Spielberg, you know? Yeah. I'd rather be like that weird, crazy guy yeah. that's got something cool, like the yeah. Coen brothers. You yeah. know? Like, I'd rather be more like that. So just kind of quirky characters, quirky scenarios. And it's different from how other films are, but it's got its own language and it, it will make sense. Let's like, ask one more question here about all this. Yeah. How do you feel about other people's perception on what we do when it comes to the norms of society? You know, like where it's like, you know, no, Blake, you should go to, you should have went to college full time and got your fucking degree and maybe, got a job. I think I'm too And no, August, you shouldn't have quit your job. You should have stayed there. And da, da, da. Like, what do you, what do you think about all that? I kind of just don't, if, if somebody had a judgment on how I'm perceiving all this, I, I can't care anymore because, okay, so I'm going to make myself less happy to please the, what this random per asshole has to say. I, I can't do that, you know. I'm going to keep doing what I want to do because literally... But I even with friends and family? Your closest friends and family? Yeah. I don't... It doesn't... Yeah. yeah it's honestly. tough. It's tough, isn't it? It's tough, but it's worth it because I, I think I can handle like... Well, I just I want to go to bed happy pretty bad, so... 
Yeah, I think yeah. for me, and maybe that's maybe that's another angle. Like maybe I could definitely see how there's a cold-hearted angle to a lot of it too, and maybe that right there is it. But you know, because I think I'm doing all this, and you know, it's like I don't, I'm not really start, you know out to like start a family or anything. So I'm kind of solo bird a lot of it. So I think my perspective and outlook's getting a little colder as I get older about it. Where I'm like, I'm Do literally you- doing this to make feel happy, and I'm I'm almost cold, how much I'm just not not care about people judging my me for it because I'm just I'm too adamant about it. Are you afraid that will cut off any sort of future connection to you? Uh, depends on wh- who and what. I'm not I mean, yeah, I guess I could be a little bit. It depends on who the connection is maybe. If the connection was actually like a really valuable one that could have better bettered me and bettered the project, you know, then yes. Well, would, no, I'm not saying better the project, it was better for you, like personal. Oh, Separate yeah. the project and gotcha, you. Yeah. Are you afraid that having that kind of mentality, that cold mentality? Because I'm, 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 I'm with you. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand what you're saying. I'm afraid sometimes it's going to bleed into my personal life that maybe I am more of an asshole than I should be. I think I'm maybe catching up to know. all these thoughts. So maybe, um, might what do you, I mean, like, do you think like it will affect your personal life to a point where you can't, you can't have the personal life on top of the film? The, the the creative life. I kind of don't know. I think that's a good question. I think I'm. A, I think that's a little ahead of me. I think I kind of don't know how to answer that for sure until I get this film out there. Because right? I think I'm going to go on how I feel once that happens. Am I going to be at that point where I kind of just reject everything except for the feeling I get about this? I, I, is that kind of what you mean? Like almost too obsessed with it? Well, I I just think that. Well, I'm, I'm disconnected from everyone that cares about. Well, I, I'll say it like this because this is what I'm currently going through, which is I'm so fucking you know dedicated to doing you know the podcasting the the filmmaking the everything in between that everything that embodies me as a creator working towards that goal every single day that sometimes I feel like it bleeds into my personal life where I feel like I'm a little bit more not you know everyday personal life issues is more of an inconvenience to me now and I'm like Okay, it's gonna get into that that weird blurry lines of like, hey, you need to kind of cut the creative side off of, you know, you need to cut it off after, after yeah. every once in a while so you can tend to the actual real world personal yeah. life of things. I see what you're saying. It's all Does that like, make sense? Because yeah, it's like yeah, I feel that like made me a little frustrated and it's hard for me. It's harder for me. Obviously, like I have balance. a son and I've got you know family and yeah. stuff. But you know, for you, I mean, you're obviously you know being just with you, like it might be a little easier. But if if there was ever an opportunity to grow your inner circle, like your family and things like that, you maybe you would be. Would that be harder to kind of let that in because you're kind of? I think I, I think I, I think that might be a lot of what I'm trying to kind of get close to with after I make this one. I think I want to be more inviting for other people to come in. I mm-hmm. think I want to be more sociable. Make this. I think maybe a better way to phase all of this kind of topic is just. To make this more of a sociable project, I need to make this. I need to make this a sociable process. I have been pretty antisocial in how I've been going about it. I think um, a director. I think I've kind of coming off a lot like as someone like Terrence Malick, who's very reclusive about this process to a point where it is cold. And I think after I make this, I think I want to transition to something that's just more, like you said, maybe a bigger cast. You know, just bigger, more of a following, more people, and more inviting, mm-hmm. not cutting off people um, mindlessly you know maybe like i have accidentally maybe that's what you're gonna maybe i've like had moments where it seems like i've just been really really distant about the process and i think i want to cut that out just be more personal about the process moving forward uh yeah no it's just very interesting there's a lot of like i think ins and outs of being the creator that we want to be who we i feel like have kind of been conditioned to be even though we never thought it was supposed to be like that and i feel like the pressure is just kind of always on now understanding who we are trying to be yeah no there's a there is something to that because there is a lot of uncertainty maybe going into it by but but it's like by the final voice it sounds like i'm you're, you're the most confident man alive with what you're doing with your film you know and i think that's what's interesting yeah well it. it's 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 tough man i don't i wouldn't say that at all yeah, i for me i mean way. i mean you, you you know you have a different perspective on what i'm doing a lot of people do yeah or i'm saying it looks that way I, I think that's what i think what i mean to say is i i know you're not feeling that but i think a lot of people yeah. look at you and probably think that yeah no that's a lot yeah. a lot of the times and that's i, I, I feel well like enough, i think a lot of people will see that I I feel like, and that's a great way to probably kind of, you know, wrap on that. It's just like a lot of people think that I kind of got it all figured out, but I'm like, I have no, 
if you could only fucking see what's yeah. going it's on. It's like a lot like of that. It's, it's that, just it's a, a lot of anxiety lives inside that amount of confidence. You know, yeah, it, that's the thing. But that's the drive. You know, because it's like, yeah, it's a, there's a certain pressure in the air, and it kind of you kind of have to feel it out in order to make it happen. You know, in a, mm-hmm. in a way, if you don't feel it out, it'll just come out as a mess. Like that's what I've kind of found. It could be it could be sloppy if you don't do that to yourself. Yeah, totally. And uh, I feel like you kind of have to have your own like standards, like Definitely. your own like set of guidelines to do what you want to do as far as creating things go. And as long as you hit those boxes, like you feel fulfilled, but you know, even if you've hit those boxes and there's still going to be people who are like, you know, people are always going to, man. I I think that's the point. And I know it's always an easier said than done. I know I'm saying it like it's easy now. They can come around and it's harder right now. I think, I'm at that point where I, like, I think the judgment, like the looking at me funny for doing this, it just doesn't, it's not phasing me anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think the people like, people like you got my back. People, I know, I know people who have my back. So it's like, okay, well there's that, you know? So I don't, right. I don't need to feel bad before telling me like, okay, you'll get a bigger, go get, uh, find something better to do kind of thing. I just, it doesn't phase me anymore. Like, yeah. I'm too happy doing it. I'm literally, I wanted this when I was a kid. I, I want it more now. Okay. I think I was, I believe I was called to do this. Like, I, yeah. it just feels that way. I hear you. Um, no, I, I'm with you there, man. I mean, that's why I'm still doing it. That's why we're still going strong. And yeah, that's man. why we're still doing this podcast. It I mean, we love around. talking about, and that's, uh, that's why I love talking with you, man. Cause we can just be vulnerable Likewise, about what we're feeling and doing and yep. things like that. Talk and if you're a filmmaker, maybe you're understanding and relating to all this stuff. And if you are, please let us know because I know we're not the only ones going through this kind of stuff. And it's, it's very real, you know, it's, it's very confusing at times, you know, and things like that. So, um, but we'll, you know, uh, we'll wrap on that with, on that note, because I know we could keep going deeper and deeper. There's so many different topics. I feel like we can cover in this kind of format, you know, with not, with filmmaking in general, when it comes to production, pre-production, uh, you know, inspirations, filmmakers movies any, anything and everything in between yeah and uh you know i feel like we're just scratching the surface on that that's why i really wanted to implement this kind of format to the show and kind of just tap into that stuff have those real conversations and let you guys be involved with it uh someone on tiktok did ask me uh you know what helps me be a filmmaker and i think it, it kind of all ties back to what we were talking about which is just the idea of uh you know i I love the idea of creating something that people of all ages could watch and have that stick with them for a lifetime. Yeah. I mean, I remember I not not saying that The Breakfast Club and ET and Wizard of Oz are influencing my movies today, but they help they Those the are dream. movies that I yeah. Still fall back to when I'm feeling down. Well, it or makes, feel, you feel, makes you feel a dream, you know. Yeah, it makes, feel, makes me feel something. It makes yeah. me feel like I, I, I have to. This makes me gets me out of my world and wants me yeah. to go there. That's what the best movies do, man. They just and make I, you feel something. Special. Yeah, and everyone's got that with a film. Literally. And I feel like maybe one day I can make a film that will do that for somebody. Seriously, I think that right there is a big dream right there. I just want to make. It's like I think literally. I think it's almost this simple. I think I just want to make films that would get me as excited as my favorite films got me when I was young. I yeah. want to strive to make that exact feeling for other people. I think that's how I want to kind of speak to others and be warmer, you know, because all, all my favorite directors, they typically get warmer as they go, except for like someone like Stanley Kubrick. Most directors got warmer though. Like, yeah, for so sure. I'm like, I literally am inspired by that in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's like a lot of them be really depressing, dark stuff. And they realize it's like, okay, I kind of, I literally want it to be lighter than this. Cause that, that is so much anxiety to wear all the time. You know, it's like those dark films like taxi driver. It's like, they had to feel like this, like for years on end, you know, it's like, geez, that's a lot, you know, we're back once again. And now we are going to do a little commentary. Hey. Blake, why are we doing commentary? Well, I think it's nice to reflect on where your head was at when you were making this film and your perceptive of cinema when you were making this. I don't know if I was back then, though. This is my very first film. Let's take a look at it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We are going to do a little commentary on The Strange Film's very first production, my first uh, official film out of college and getting back into uh, the idea of being a filmmaker and starting strange films, all that stuff. There's something down the road. 
where it all began. 2016, right? What a cool title. I know, right? I love that title. Yeah, dude, that, I think <laughs> I, I got to sh- give a shout out to my uh, my dad, Frank Aguilar. I'm pretty sure he, he was the one who came up with the title. It's a but, great title. But me and him, I mean, we, we really both collaborated on this movie, and he came down to help, you know, see it come to life and, and all that. And it was, uh, what a special movie it is to me. Also, despite so. its flaws and everything that I didn't know what I was doing with. like your first time, man. I mean, because what did it feel like to you whenever that all came together? Like, what did that aftermath feel like? I think, well, there's two parts of it. The first part was in the middle of editing it. Uh, so, you know, originally it was the story is and what, what, what was to be that I was trying to submit to the Knoxville Horror Film Festival, right? And... Um, so I shot it in April, and I was pretty much editing it from, like, June, May, June, July, whatever, August, to the submission date. And uh, I quickly found out that I fucked up on so much shit that I didn't know how to end it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't... I didn't know how to finish the edit. You know, I, I was like, it doesn't make sense if I edit. Like, it's not going to make sense. So I was really, really bummed, and I called Frank, and I was like... Eh. It's fucked. I was like, it's fucked. I was like, I don't know how to edit it. I don't know how to finish it without it not making sense and things like that. And I was, and he was like, can you do a reshoot? I was like, no. I just told him no. I was like, we can't do a reshoot. That's and it was kind of like that. Uh, so it was very discouraging because I was like, I think I fucked up on my first thing. But uh, it was a night. My mom came and hung out with me, spent the night with me at my, my place. And we hung out and we got some drinks and we're eating and all that. And then we came back to my place and we hung out. And we watched. I was like, let me show you the rough cut of there's something down the road. Because I was like, because I'm stuck. I was telling her how I was stuck. And I showed her the cut. And I was like so embarrassed to show her. And she was like, no, like, what are you talking about? This is, like, you can finish it. Just make it, like, a flash-forward thing. She's like, is it perfect? No, but fucking, you can just finish it. You don't have to, like, have that in between. Right. Just, just you have to finish it. Like, you have enough stuff to finish it, too. So that gave me, like, an inspiration. That gave me, like, a fuel to be like, okay, you're right. Yeah, you got Like, it. I guess, fuck it. Yeah, let's do it. We have to. There's no turning back. We have to do it. So I, I, that's why when you watch the film, which we'll watch here in a second, there's a flash forward scene and it's kind of like, that's the only, I feel like really jarring moment of the film because it just takes you from one place to another. But without my mom telling me that, that, um, I don't think you really would have, I don't know what I would have done with it. I really don't know. I really don't know if it would have, I mean, I'm sure I would have figured out something, but that was the thing that got me to get to the end there. So that was that one moment. And then the second moment after it was out, I really do think that um, we had something special, even if it wasn't technically like the best looking or technically done thing. I don't know how you even want to say it, but I think we had something special and it created a, I think the beginnings of like the family aspect, the strange films family aspect where we just were so appreciative. And I was so like, mind blown that I made something like that. Yeah. I was like I bet you were surprised. Did you I think was. it would be that good like when, when you were making it? Um I think what happened was it was after we shot me and Frank and I think it was at the time it was my buddy Ryan and my buddy Corey who was uh who plays um uh Adam on um, in the movie, you know, there's like the two main guys who were talking, yeah. And uh, he's, uh, you know, he, he was with me, and we all, we were getting, like, we were smoking, we were drinking, we were chilling, and we are like, let's watch the footage, let's watch the footage. And uh watched the footage, and it was that shot of Charles kind of, I just kind of, I don't even know how or why I did it, and I, it's what I still do today, it's just my instinct of directing. But I just took that camera, and I was like, we're going to start with you down here, and I'm going to follow you all the way up, and you're going to be like, I don't know. You know, it was going to be like this really cinematic thing in my in my head. And I did it on the on set, and I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, we got that shot. We were still so much going on. I didn't know what to do, so I kept going. But when I watched the footage there, it was like we all watched it. We were like, holy shit, because it looked like, whoa, this is like looks like a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I think right then and there I was like, I don't care what happens out of this. 
I cannot believe I did this. Yeah, it's your creation. Your I can't believe I just did this and that I already feel this good and excited and proud of it. Right, man. And I think now, you know, I look back at it, especially even at the festival, that horror film festival that we uh, were at, we had good reception there. And I think that, I mean, I was actually just, when I hung up all this artwork, I uh, was pulling out a lot of my old posters and I had two uh, there's something down or two Knoxville Horror Film Festival posters for the first couple of years I was in it, and the first one I had the very first one that had it literally says in all the credits there's something down the road on it, and I think that just to that to this day looking at that poster, uh, remembering the feelings I had with my dad coming down to help not only shoot but help premiere it with me, and we uh, just had this moment and to, to think that it sparked everything now. It yeah. just makes me Literally, feel, right there. <laughs> yeah, it seriously good. just makes me feel surreal. And I'm like, I don't even know to maybe to the average person who doesn't give a shit. They're like, okay, but, look how far but, evolved, but for us and for me and for the great. people that are in this industry, it was a magical moment. And yeah, look how much we've the evolved evolution. from there. Yeah, it's a, Everyone. It's been, a great evolution. it's been really, really interesting and great and exciting. And, I'm very, very grateful for this movie. Even if it's, uh, I mean, you can tell it's my very first movie, I think. But at the same time, it's you can tell you already you know, got. You something can tell it, the direction of Strange Films is right there. It is. It lives right there, breezy. Yeah, and I've got some interesting thoughts about it now that uh, we're about to watch it. Just because, uh, you know, I had a lot of thoughts going into it, watching it now and seeing what I did, didn't, didn't do. Is just very like you know oh man I wish I knew that then and there or whatever it is and I don't know but uh, I'm excited to watch it with you yeah I'm excited and, to watch it uh, a lot since I've seen it so. yeah it yeah Wait. Dennis here God this is still one of my yo man I'm calling the cops we didn't get enough footage here but that's what's still one of my fucking all time favorite shots of just Dennis that's a great shot that that it's shot intense. of him yeah, yeah it's a really this, intense he had such a great weird sinister smile but this was good right here I I, I really I mean. Again, with this shot here coming up, boom, right there. I love this. How sinister. Oh, shit. Jesus, man. Angel Dayway is right there. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, That was my old four escape. Oh, man, I saw them live, and you saw Blink-182 recently. Hell, yeah. And here we go, Roger Gregg, the first time you see him. And what? And and I remember seeing him get out of the car. I was actually like, oh, God, he's getting out of the car really bad. It's still kind of like, for me, it's still a little slow. But either way, he gets out of the car, and I still love this shot of just like, you don't know who or the, what the fuck is coming up. Yeah, it's mysterious. And you don't see him. That was the whole point. You're not going to see him until the money shot. Yeah, Good makeup. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Shauna. Or I think it's Shana, sorry. But she would She would do a great job though. First makeup artist. Nice. Yeah, I think this whole setting, I don't know the Oak Ridge atmosphere, forest atmosphere is really works. Yeah. It's really effective. Boom. Oh, that's terrifying. Ooh, the oh, money shot. Oh boy. I'm scared shitless. Yeah, that was a great, great film, man. Thank you, man. You had a great start off right off the bat. You could tell it's your Shaman. Oh, I think Shauna Shaman. And I think I think like what you would go on to do is just further evolve characters, really, just make it more complex from here. This is like a more simplified take of of your, of your vision. I feel like a very straightforward. Foundation. I think that's I think that's really what it is. Like I've just like oh yeah, I forgot. I totally oh, forgot. There's a fucking end credits. I forgot too. <laughs> Jeez, it's my movie. I forgot, Scare dude. I forgot. We did end credit scenes for the first like five or five <laughs> six films out of our catalog, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Oh shit. Yeah, dude. So uh, that was the first film, and I think what you said was right. Is that like I kind of try. It's almost like a very, very, very simplified version of what we try to do now, which is still very simple, but we. I, I try to write it in a very much more ambitious way and complex where you kind of you get in a lot of character depth and, and story depth going on with it but it's still very simply shot and done this one was just kind of bare bones like simple it yeah. was like there uh, really the complex part of that was the dialogue well, you had probably had the a first point. two and a half or the middle two and a half minutes with them talking in the car it's just like you're kind of like 
What are they talking about? You kind of don't know where it's going at first. Yeah, yeah but exactly. I, but I think you had enough like levels of suspense to where I just I always felt like so, you know something's going to happen, you just don't know what yet. And I think that in itself makes it interesting, and it makes it fun to rewatch because it's like, okay, I just get to know these people better. And, and honestly, like, would you say that when you made this film, you kind of needed to make something simple? You were probably just out to prove to yourself that you could do it because you didn't even know you were capable yet, perhaps. I think 100%. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, it. well, it's kind of like this, like... There was a there was a confidence that I said I could do it because I made stuff in college. Yeah. And when you watch the quarter vowels, which I want to watch on the show with you guys one day and we can talk about it. Um when you watch that you're like, Oh yeah, like that's the very that's like you watch it, you're like, That's strange films right there. Yeah. But it's been two and a half, almost three years after all that. So I think for me it was like and I didn't have the college gear. I didn't have the college resources, you know, money or anything like that that I had back then that I was like, so I think, yeah, when I, when I made it or when I was about to make it, I was like, there's no, this is like a really, it felt like a very long shot. Mm-hmm. It really did. I was like, it, it was like a confidence that I could do it because that was the idea and I knew I had experience, but it wasn't like, oh, I got this in the bag. It was just kind of like, well, we're going to try. So I think, yeah, like it was just kind of a surprise when it kind of all came together at the final part. When you watch it like that, you're kind of like, I was like, wow, I actually did. I actually made it. And it's not, it's much more sophisticated than anything I did in college. Like that's got fucking real effort into it. Then that's what I really appreciate about it. Yeah, it's real, man. The effort's real. The feeling and spirit is about it is all very authentic, so. The idea afterwards when we got so excited about watching it and the reception that we had from it was like, <laughs> not only we, we made Cersei 2, that was a whole different thing, but we were kind of like, but why did Dennis, why was he, or why was uh, Travis's character, you know, that guy, why was he affected by the stranger so particular why was the stranger there? Yeah. Where are they going? Yeah. That was, <laughs> those were like the big things three questions that we had from that movie so it was kind of like wouldn't it be cool if you know that's why dennis was dennis was there and affected by it wouldn't it be cool if that's where they're going next things like that yeah that's why when you watch passenger it's the next right after center city it's the third film that i did the strangers in it because it's kind of like this guy this demon or whatever he is is traveling he's like he was reborn, resurfaced, yeah. however you want to call it, and he hitches a ride, and he and everywhere he goes, he just affects. So we just wanted to kind of create this lore of this the stranger being like this guy who affects like his town or whatever is around him, and uh, I think that's kind of when you get excited like that, and you start creating that narrative, like this could be a whole universe of yeah. stories. Mm-hmm. Everything's connected. Marvel. I'm so influenced and inspired by Marvel and DC. I'm like. This is my universe. I can create the strange films universe. Yep. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I was, and that's who does that on their first fuck. I mean, that's not like that could have been just like, ah, eh, that's a yeah, short no, film. Honestly, you kind of. Why to would be, I do that? You know, that's right. crazy. But I mean, you had an instinct and you felt you you followed it and you kind of just came out with something great. So I mean, honestly, that's that just goes to show right there that instinct that often gets doubted. You got to follow that because clearly, as you've done with your filmography, it, it's saying something true because of your, you know, otherwise these films wouldn't hold up as well as they do, you know? Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Um, uh, you got a pretty timeless feeling about them. Oh well, yeah. Thank you. And I think it's just, I don't know. I, it just, it, everything just kind of happened the way it was supposed to happen and very organically and out of born out of curiosity. Yeah, curiosity is what it is. Cause it's like I think that's on. truly the best way you can put it. You, it was just born out of cre- curiosity. It's like you're saying, like growing it, up and watching stuff, you know, and just getting excited by the buzz of watching movies, literally. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't know how to cast people. I didn't know how to. I was new to Knoxville. Yeah, I was still new to. Knoxville. I was living there for like four or five months at the time. Yeah. six months maybe. Like it was just like I was very new to the area. I didn't know how to cast. I didn't know. I didn't know crew. I didn't know anything, and uh, I didn't have gear. I had to buy all that shit and learn stuff on YouTube and things like that. And I just kind of started posting on Facebook, and that's how I found people. And it was just all out of curiosity. All right, and that's that. Hope you enjoyed that conversation between me and Blake Hall. Like I said, that was just kind of one of the topics we just kind of fell into easily. Uh, I love bouncing things off Blake. He's just a great guy to kind of dive deep into those. Uh, 
those uh, conversations and the you know philosophy behind the psychology behind it or whatever that is. So uh, he's a he's a good guy to have. Um, he's going to be on here a lot more talking with me about a lot of different topics and stuff like that. And whoever else wants to guest on here, we'll have him as well. So uh, again, the full episodes on Patreon if you want to check that out. Uh, and for the next few weeks, we have got a busy schedule. We're going to be back up in Philadelphia shooting the last half of The Gifted. And we're going to go in that same week up to Massachusetts to Terracon, which is going to be very, very, uh, let's just say long week in driving. But it's going to be great. Uh, a lot of network opportunities, of course, um, and a chance to show our work to a new audience. So that's always fun. I love conventions. We just got back from the Smoky Mountain Fan Fest convention, and that was uh, that was just a great time. I, we got to hang out with Dave Sheridan from uh, Scary Movie, Officer Doofy, uh, you know, Ross Marquand, uh, Red Skull, Walking Dead. Uh, I met James Murray, which was fantastic. Uh, Joey Fatone, uh, RJ Mitty from uh, Breaking Bad. It was just, it was so cool. We had a great time and got some really cool contact information from that as well. So, uh, and then in October, we're slated to do produ- begin production on The Night Seekers, which is we've been working very hard behind the scenes on crafting the perfect story. Uh, and I think it's going to be really, really cool. A lot different than what we've done um, in the past, but it's going to be great. I'm very excited about it. So with that said, thank you guys again for supporting the show and checking this episode out. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Follow us on uh, social media. Uh, so YouTube, subscribe, of course, if you want to leave a comment, that really helps us out. And um, with that said, we will see you guys next time. Thank you.